Hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a rich nigga. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Knows Money. Yeah. This is the Talking Cash Podcast. Yeah. And that voice you are hearing is my engineer slash producer slash co-host. Mojo Hill. You damn right. This week, we look at owning your own business. Should you be doing this? This is financial literacy that gets you financially lit. First things first, you can follow us on social media at Talking Cash on Twitter or Talking Cash Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at Jeff Knows Money on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Rate us. Leave us a five-star review. If you leave us anything less than a five-star review, I hope you have to take music lessons from Ike Turner and Joe Jackson. Sing the song, how I told you to sing the song. Ah, yes. Entrepreneurism. That's the dream, isn't it? Owning our own business is the goal for so many people. We dream of it. We watch all kinds of motivational videos to get us hyped up to be our own boss. And boy, they make it sound great. They make it sound so easy. And I talk to people all the time and they say that this is what they want. They eventually want to own their own business. There has been a huge resurgence in the black community to own our own businesses recently I think it has to do with a lot of people being tired of the corporate rat race the office politics the overall pay and benefits and I think people are tired of making money for the one percenters and getting nothing in return and personally I don't see anything wrong with this after all Small businesses employ half of the private workforce in America. So it's a really big deal and we are encouraged to do it. Once again, it's great for the economy. But is it great for you? That's what we're going to help you decide this week. Let's go, Mojo. Business ownership. I just gave you that great intro, didn't I? If you've been listening to this show long enough, you know what's coming next. I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm here to absolutely sh** your dreams of owning your own business. I'm here to tell you, you can't do it. It ain't for you. Again, we're good friends because we don't tell you what you want to hear. We tell you what you need to hear. I haven't had a W-2 since 2009, so that's 10 years of me being my own boss. And I'm pretty sure my wife will co-sign on this. 
This not for the week. So let me save you from yourself. We've spent this whole season trying to save you from hoboism. So let me help you before you even get started down that path. I don't want you to find yourself in a situation where you're bare knuckle bum fighting in the back of an abandoned Kmart to see who's the king of the loading docks. I'm going to give you the best advice anybody can give you. Don't you try this entrepreneur sh**. You're going to fail. And me and Mojo are going to tell you why. First reason you are going to fail. You want stability. You've gotten used to them damn paychecks every two weeks. That shit done made you comfortable and it's made you weak. Yeah, you go in, you clock in, you clock out. You wait for your check to come. It hits your account. Everything is fine. But when you're your own boss, you're the last one to get get paid. Your overhead has to be paid first and foremost. All those costs that you incur, they're going to keep coming, whether you made the money or not. You don't have a safety net when you are the boss. Everything starts and ends with you. The axe comes down on your neck if something goes wrong. And I don't think people really understand what that means. So let me paint a picture for you. You wake up in the morning. You didn't sleep good. You're stressed like hell. Every bill you got is two months behind. And it's time for you to still go to work as motivated as you were the first day you opened that damn business. And guess what? Nobody's coming to buy shit from you today. So you're two months behind on everything, and you know nobody's coming to buy anything from you today, so there's no way you're going to dig out. So what do you do? How do you make it? See, that's a side of owning your own business that nobody ever talks about because we want to make it sound great. But it's, it's some real risk. That's the problem. Nobody's talking about the risk. But, oh, we're getting into that today. Let me give you reason number two. You know what you want to do for your business, but you have no idea what the numbers are behind that. You do not know your numbers. As Mojo said, you mismanaged that overhead. You don't have any revenue coming in, but you got a crazy lease on that retail space that you wanted to put your clothing store in. And no clientele. Decline. Decline. Uh -uh. The, the biggest problem I see with business owners, and I work with a lot, you underestimate what your real costs are to run a business, and you overestimate how much money you are really going to make from that business. That's a recipe for disaster. Another thing that I'll tell you, you're going to overestimate the support you're going to get. Your mama ain't going to come support you. She don't want none of them raggedy-ass dresses you selling. Oh, that's sweet, baby. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Just, just hit your ass with that okay and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The people you think will support you won't. And the people that you think won't support you will. Yeah, they probably will. Oh, it's going to make you look at your family funny as hell. Going to be some awkward-ass Christmases going forward. The other thing that you don't know on your numbers, y'all really do overestimate the amount of money you're going to make. And I'm here to tell you with most of you, when you open a business, you are headed down a road where you are going to make tens of dollars. Nope, not thousands, not hundreds, not millions. Or them one does. You're about to go to work and be there a whole day and make gas money. Get that crown royal bag money, number loose ones and changing now. Mm-hmm. You got gumball machine money. Look like you've been knocking off snack machines. <laughs> yep. Coming home with so many damn singles that you about to get accused of stripping. Exactly. On the side. Yep. And the sad part is, you're going to really consider that because in your head you're thinking, hell, if I was stripping, I'd make more money. So you might as well go ahead and download your City Girls and Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion soundtrack. Go ahead and get your little inspiration. Get your knees strong. Get your back worked on. So you can go on ahead and bust it down and start twerking because if you're already looking at Plan B as a business owner, up. There is no Plan B when you're a business owner. It's only one plan. Your plan B better be make plan A work. Exactly. Which brings me to my third point. There is no shortcut. All I can tell you is, is be prepared to eat for three to five years. As the business owner, once again, everybody gets paid before you get paid. And if it was so damn easy for you to own your own business, everybody would own their own damn business. And furthermore, Jeff, who said that the people even wanted the business that you're even offering? Do you even know your market? Do you even know the demand for what you got going on? Now, I, I went to college. Um, I didn't go to class a lot. But I remember one thing from an economics class I had, and this is a lifelong lesson that I've been living by. It's called supply and demand. What's the demand for what you have? Is there, is there even a demand for it? Uh, and what do you fit in the marketplace as far as with your competition that already exists for that demand? And can you even supply that demand? That was one of my other points. You don't know yourself. And part of knowing yourself is being real about the business, service, product, whatever it is you providing. If you're really real with yourself, you would know, man, don't nobody want these weak-ass airbrush T-shirts I'm doing? That shit back in the 90s. Ain't nobody wearing that right now but me. And now I need to start considering, why am I wearing this shit? Looking like a stand-in on a TLC creep video. <laughs> Boy, this is not 92. Woo! <laughs> oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Exactly. Look, I always say, if you want to be successful, one of the things you got to do is you have to be real with who you are. And... Part of that is being real with who you are not. Give you a perfect example. 
you may be in an industry where you are really proud of something that you're doing, but the reality of it is you are nobody in that industry. People who can say that then know what they need to do to become a somebody. But a lot of us are too prideful and we are too damn arrogant to really accept the fact that even though I think I'm really smart and I'm really qualified to be doing this, in the grand scheme of things, there's somebody out there who does this way better than I do and they're well known and I'm a nobody. And if I'm a nobody, I better be ready to grind to try and get just a little bit of something. So if you don't get that, let me sum it up in lamest term. Boy, don't nobody know you. Hey, bro, who you? Who that is? Oh, that's just nobody. Nobody. Get your ass out of here. All right. Here is a big challenge. Real big reason that I know you are not ready to start that business. Your spouse. Oh, man. You want to challenge your relationship? Come home and tell your old lady that you ain't got no paycheck no more. See how that goes over. Yeah, baby. Um, <clears throat> That insurance and all the benefits. <coughs> oh, no, no, no. You can't go uh, get your regular checkup. No, not this month because uh, we ain't got no insurance. Oh, so when can I go? Decline. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's got a doctor appointment next week. What are we going to do? They can go at their own risk. You better take them to um, take them to the mercy room. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, because I've been there. I had to come home and tell my wife that I got this wild idea that I need to be in business for myself, and I walked away from a high-paying job. Now, the difference was me and my wife are really, really connected and in tune on that type of stuff. So she knew that if I came home and told her that, that it was something that was very calculated for me. It was not something that I just decided on a whim. It was something that I had been contemplating probably for the previous six months. And I'm pretty sure it did cause her some worry and cause her some stress. And to my wife's credit, she didn't let me know it. And hell, it stressed the hell out of me. It scared me, and I'm pretty sure to my credit. I damn sure didn't let her know it because the last thing I wanted to do was say, hey, you know, six months ago when I decided I didn't want to work anymore. Uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's the same thing my ex-wife said. <laughs> Goose shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, look, I have seen successful business owners lose their relationship or their marriage and they were successful. Because... Hey, when you're working for a company and you go in there, you busting your ass, you putting that work in, they putting your putting your little plaque up there, um, your employee of the month, employee of the week, employee of the quarter, employee of, uh, of the year. Hey, you your you all those things. You the first man in, you the last man out. <laughs> you the janitorial service, whatever you got going on. Hey, you a one man band, one heart. One mind, one soul, one spirit. It's all you, baby. Oh, yeah. Look, again, that neck that's on the chopping block when you own your own business is you. Ain't no blaming nobody else. 
can't even relieve and blame employees because guess who hired them raggedy-ass employees? You. Yeah, so that means you're just bad at management. You don't know how to pick people. So when you sit there and say, well, oh, some, somebody didn't do this, somebody didn't do that, that's not an excuse, bro. It's your business. Shouldn't nobody care more than you. If you got to get shit done, you just got to get shit done. If you got to be in there 16 hours, hell, you got to be in there 16 hours. If you behind, hell, you got to catch up. If you got to miss a couple of days of sleep, so be it. Pop an Adderall, chew a tab, do whatever you got to do, get what you need to get, and put in that wizard. Hit them, snort them two lines, and let's go. <laughs> but we ain't got time to play. <clears throat> hell wrong with you. Mainline it into your vein. Get that belt and strap that <laughs> up on your arm. Let's go, buddy. We ain't got time to play. But everybody's not prepared for that. Everybody's not willing to go the extra mile because, hell, you were sorry as hell at your regular job. That's why you figured that you can go into business for yourself. You went into business because your ass was on the second of your three strikes. They're finna get rid of you anyway. Exactly. You you was already rolled up. You had you in your final level write-up. Your ass was out the door. <laughs> your ass was on probation already. You just beat them to the punch on some old, I ain't going to let her break up with me. I'm going to break up with them ass, nigga. Exactly. Look, I tell people all the time, because I, I get this a lot, and by the way, you're talking to two folks who have worked for themselves, so it's not like we're giving y'all advice and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. But I hear this all the time. Man, this show must be nice to work for yourself. Make your own schedule. Be your own boss. Man, I don't make my own schedule. I'm at the mercy of my clientele. Whenever the hell they need to meet, I got to go do that. If they need to meet after hours, then that's just the job. It doesn't matter if I got up that morning at 6 and had to do some prep work or look at the news and figure out what's going on in the markets. They don't care. The only time they can meet is at 7.30. Oh, by the way, they live two hours away. That means I'm probably not even going to get in the car driving home till 9.30. And, oh, I'm going to get back up at 6 and do it all over again the next damn day. And guess what? Nobody feels sorry for your ass because that's what you signed up for when you decided you wanted to own your own business. It ain't no nine to fives in this. It's more like a five to five, like 5 a.m. to the next 5 a.m. Because even if you're not at work, it's something that has to be done. I can promise you that. If you're not finishing off <clears throat> one day, you're probably preparing for the next day. It never stops. It never ends. It never stops. I live my life six months out in advance. Like what I'm doing right now, and it is currently like September. While we're recording this, is September 20th, I think. Yeah. Friday, September 20th. I'm closing out the year in my head. Like that's how far out I am because I can't worry about what's going on on Monday. I have to be planning for Monday, but also thinking three and four months down the road. So yeah, I'm living in I'm living in December. Matter of fact, I'm already in 2020. Y'all niggas catch up. You're too slow. Another big thing, and this is probably the biggest reason I see people fail. And this is gonna sound crazy when I say it, but hey, follow me on this. The biggest reason you will not make it. Is because you listen. You ever watch TV and see them damn stuntmen that's doing like tightrope walking across like the Grand Canyon or something? Yeah, I've seen them before. 
What do you think when you see that? That's gonna be crazy here. Yeah, that's that's the only thing you can say. That's one crazy ass dude. The hell is wrong with him? That's the life of an entrepreneur. You are out there on a tightrope with no safety net. And the reason I said you're going to fail because you listen is this. With a big girl on your neck. Twerking. <laughs> big girl twerking on your shoulders. And you on a tightrope going across the Grand Canyon. Sweating. <laughs> know your calf muscles weak as hell. With coconut oil lathered all over your neck. <laughs> You ain't dead leg day in four years. Oh, you getting it today? Oh, yeah. Either that or you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. But the reason I say you're going to fail because you listen is let me, give you, let me give you some game, and I want y'all to listen up. I have been there. You will have so many legit reasons to quit, and I mean there are very valid reasons. Your spouse. What? On your ass. Mm-hmm. Them bills ain't getting paid. You parking your car in all kind of weird places around the city because you know that repo man looking for you. You know you can't bring it home. Goons out lurking. You can't even bring it to the office. You can't even take it to your mama house. Mm-mm. You having to park your car somewhere in downtown and Uber to your office because you know that repo man is on your ass. And he going to pull that car. That's legit reason. You getting notices at the house that you're behind on bills. Yep. Invited all your boys over to watch the game. You put it on that damn, on ESPN, and guess what that cable company told you? Decline. <clears throat> Decline. What ESPN? Ain't no ESPN, B. Watch the games you already had on your DVR. <laughs> you better go to YouTube or something. Yep. You inviting folks over to watch Monday Night Football on Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, legitimate reasons. Even your family would tell you. They see that struggle wearing on your ass. They see it in your eyes. See see your eyes bleeding? Boy, you ain't thought about going back to work? Legitimate reasons. They see your hairline parting like Moses did the Red Sea. <laughs> yep, Corn, them corners just running away from your ass. They see that. They see your clothes fitting funny. You done lost 30 pounds like you've been online for the last six weeks. <laughs> Got that good stress diet going. Yeah. But what kind of workout are you doing? Death? Death. Looking like you've been on the treadmill all day long. Nope, just stress. They see it. And they're going to tell you, hey, man, I can get you on where I am. You want me to make a call? And, boy, you're going to be tempted like hell to tell them yes. And the majority of y'all are going to tell them yes because... You are looking for a way out. The people who make it in this, I'm not looking at all the reasons to stop. I'm looking for one damn reason to keep going. That's why I said most of you are going to fail because you listen. And there's nothing wrong with that because, again, it's going to be valid reasons for you to quit. You just got to find that one reason as to why you shouldn't. Now I'm going to do a community service and tell you guys as far as what you're planning to do for your business. Let me tell you what businesses aren't because I don't want to leave my office and find you going through my trunk or snatching speakers out my car 
because that's what a life of train jumping will eventually lead to, and you are headed to a life of train jumping. Immediate pity theffing. Yep. Real quick. Finna be picking you up, and you, you going down to the station over stealing $75 items. Burglary. Mm-hmm. Aggravated assault. All of that. You got a future. You got a future in it. That whole thing about starting a business because you're passionate in something. We talked about going to college because you're passionate in something. Your passion does not always lead to money. Again, you can be passionate about stuff. That does not mean that, hell, when I want it, don't mean you're any good at it, truth be told. But it also doesn't mean that anybody wants to actually pay you for that. Like cooking. Y'all, please stop with these damn restaurants. I get on IG every year during Thanksgiving, and I see them damn struggle plates y'all posting. Stop mm, it. We mm, don't. We, mm, nobody mm. wants to buy that. We don't want to eat that shit. Nope. You the only one that like your mama dry-ass macaroni and cheese. That's why last time she invited me over for Thanksgiving, I said, I'm good. And then you always got the nerve to ask me if I wanted to go plate. Nigga, I ain't wanted to come plate. <laughs> that. Keep that shit, man. Don't nobody want that. Come to your Thanksgiving dinner and just ask for some water. I'm good. No, I'm going to tell you. I just ate. Yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> just That's ate. it. That's the polite yeah. way of me dec- decline. Decline. Man, what, hey, man, you want to grab you something? I brought Jelly the crib, dog. You know, my wife threw down, man. You yeah. know, I, I ain't got no more. You know, I'm just, you know, that bro. stomach flu, man. That whole stomach virus, man. I can't. I'm good. Bro, I believe I call scurvy. I can't even. <laughs> Tell my dear I love her. I'm holla at you. Trying to bully me with that with that dry ass food, man. Don't nobody want that. Okay, so you need to open a restaurant now because you just didn't burn up the chicken wings on the grill. Mm-hmm. That is not an accomplishment. You ain't even seasoned them. Exactly. They like they came right out the pack. Did you even wash the meat off, son? Is that motor oil you putting on the charcoal? Hey, man, we got to get it going quick. <laughs> and they're trying to explain to me how you can put a 20-weight a motor oil on the charcoal and it make the food cook better. I don't want to hear that. No, nah, that ain't going to work, dog. You about to go to jail. Them, them, health, them health inspectors finna lock your ass up. <laughs> Light-skinned-ass chicken looking like you seasoned that <laughs> with motor and hope and water. <laughs> Pain and misery. <laughs> you got that all lives matter chicken. <laughs> chicken raises his head. I don't want none of that. And you got the nerve to open a restaurant and put your family in jeopardy Woo. to try and sell this to the community. Stop. Got folks shooting up your mama house because you didn't get ass um, swine and bird flu at the same week. <laughs> <laughs> You are a serial killer. You just doing it one plate at a time. One plate at a damn time. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who do need to open restaurants. I'm just saying because you think you can whip in the kitchen a little bit, that ain't a reason to. It, it ain't no good reason. Look, some of the stuff you're doing is nothing more than a side hustle. I'm just trying to save you from it. So you don't end up living behind an old abandoned Walmart. Hey. It ain't time to go into business for yourself if your side hustle money ain't trumping your job money. Sit your ass down. Big big facts. Big facts. Once the side once going to the main job starts to take money out of your pocket cause your side hustle is booming, that's probably when you wanna go ahead and open that business. 
your little funk ass embroidery business bringing in $60 a week and you say, I think this thing ain't really taking off. No, it ain't. You ain't even open a Facebook page for it. That's you don't even you believe mean, in it. No, cut it out. You ain't did enough for the ladies of charity at the church. That's it. That's it. Them seven people that brought brought them bought them t-shirts from you is not gonna keep your damn lights on. You know where you're headed, don't you? Hoboism. Yes, sir. You're about to be out behind the damn Olive Garden in a chokehold <laughs> from your roomless mate because y'all done got into an argument over the lasagna they just threw out. Oh. I'm trying to save you. Now, we jumped on y'all pretty good this week about why you don't need to start a business because I just want to tell you the real pitfalls involved in doing that. Next week, I'm going to give you some encouragement. I'm going to tell you why right now is actually a hell of a time to start a business. I'll even give you some tips on how to do it. We'll see y'all next week.